And hey. Good morning. Welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Bill. Good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And today we have what, Phil? Hey, a very we have special dishonest episode. episode. <laughs> dishonest? <laughs> dishonest. You're lying right now, Lucas. You're, no, we haven't isn't. even been recording for a minute, and you've already lied to everyone. It's Phil, not morning. Oh, good point. Good evening and welcome. Well, it's no, actually, you know what? I'm going to drop this episode, hopefully, in the morning. So, <laughs> But that'll be tomorrow morning. We're recording so late that uh, okay. I don't know what's going to happen, Lucas. Phil, Phil and I were just talking about the merits. I, I joked about how I keep him around to help me remember things. And he said it was because of his sweet, silky voice. Rich and really, silky tones. Really, it's because he's willing to do pretty much all the work. All the work. That's me. <laughs> Phil does everything and expects nothing in return. A heavenly no, no, reward. No, no. You want me to talk sometimes. That's what you expect. I, uh, I really just, do. I need you to talk. Can you imagine what this would be if it was just me? Yeah. Second It'd be slow. It'd be a lot of this. Second that. breakfast. That right Phil. there. It'd be a lot of that. <laughs> You could just always have, like, queued up. You could just start, listen to the sound of the silence. Uh, I was going to say... That's not even how the song goes, Lucas. Yes, it is. I watch Trolls. It's not. It's the sound of silence, not the silence. And okay, they, they never listen to the sound of the silence. You've complete. You've got the basic idea, Lucas. I'll give you that. Just, but you're Justin showing Timberlake. your age. <laughs> Justin Timberlake sang it. Okay, I heard. Oh, it. he did. Well, they're all bets are off. I, I'm sorry. Maybe he said, "Listen to the sound of the silence." I don't know. He, he probably didn't. I always get the words just, just wrong enough to just make Tori crazy. Yeah, she just, wore a turtleneck dress, right? I don't even know what the song. I, I, I don't even know <laughs> if that's so. This is one of those things, like the seventies. I think it's a seventies or eighties song, and I don't know what the actual lyric is. I don't know if it's actually she wore a turtleneck dress, or if there's something else that everybody thought the song was. Anyway, we are really <laughs> digressing is, way. Okay. <laughs> okay, full disclosure: we never record in the evening like this. So. Never. That's we never record on. remotely. We're recording remotely again. So Yeah. We're uh, we're really just trying to be consistent for you, the listeners. So this is you your fault. I hope you are enjoy listening it. public. <laughs> well, Phil, then that leads us to a very important question. It, what's the yeah. best oh, yeah. what's the best thing you had to eat this last two weeks? The last two weeks. Well, I, I don't know if this is the best thing I had to eat the last two weeks. <clears throat> I feel like there's something better. But all I can think about right now. Are crumble cookies? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you they're had crumble cookies? A... Um, they're not gluten free. Oh, sorry, God, sorry, Lucas. I it in my face. So I, I have, I have, I have purchased crumble cookies, and I have watched my wife and sister in law eat crumble cookies. Yeah, and I so. may have. I may have talked about crumble cookies before because on my birthday, my wife bought way too many crumble cookies. But recently, we went and bought two, no, four crumble cookies and three and cut them in thirds, fourths, 
you know, they have that thing. They sell you a thing to cut them in fourths because they're so enormous. And so we bought one of those. We cut them in <laughs> fourths. Good. and That's good business. <laughs> yeah, it is. We ate, uh, we each ate part. And then tonight at dinner time, we pulled the other part out of the freezer. So there are thawing crumble cookies behind me on the counter, which I can't eat until we finish recording. So let's go. Let's get going. Now, just to be clear, <clears throat> last time yeah. we recorded, you were on a diet. So... Yeah, I, yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah I am. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm not going to eat meat, you, but I can eat you, giant <laughs> cookies. Exactly. You, you have to understand the way I diet. I think you're getting a picture. I think you're he's, getting a picture of how I diet. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. I can't eat that much broccoli. I have to eat a cookie later. That's right. Exactly. How'd you know what I had for dinner? I had broccoli hey. and cauliflower rice. Now I'm having crumble cookies. Okay. Well, it, just I'll tell on myself too because I'm eating less right now. I'm trying to, to trim down a hair. So, yeah. But I got home and uh, for dinner, Tori made fried deer steak and it was delightful. Uh, oh, really? I mean, deer is a very lean meat. Uh, yeah. But f- anything fried, right, is not that healthy. So, you li- so. she like batter fried it? Yeah, she did gluten-free batter, uh, pan-fried oh, wow. it, you know. Oh, man, it was so good. She soaked it in buttermilk the, today. Like, Yeah. It, it's Buttermilk is like the ultimate, like, anything with buttermilk in it is better, you know? Yeah, like you, I, I would agree. I, I would I would totally you, you, agree. You have buttermilk with biscuits. Ranch, buttermilk yeah. ranch, buttermilk biscuits, buttermilk, any, and, and it's like almost like the cure for gluten-free. If you do buttermilk you know in those recipes, it, it yeah. fixes a lot. Oh, yeah, because gives you, because it gives you back that richness that you yeah, miss yeah, in the other, other stuff. So, but you know what else buttermilk is, which is a strange, this is one of those strange phenomena about buttermilk. It's, hmm. it's like if you, like the list of thirst quenchers, efficient thirst quenchers for our body, buttermilk is like number two behind water. Now that leads me to a good question. I mean, ha- have you ever true. just drank buttermilk? Do you do you just yeah, drink? When buttermilk, I was a kid, Phil? we did. Yeah. Oh, when I was yeah, a kid. I've never, never in my life have I taken a drink of buttermilk. I I'm pr- I don't know if it was a grandmother or an aunt or uncle that drank buttermilk all the time. It was their favorite. In fact, I think there were a couple of those. The elders in my family who loved buttermilk. And it's got it just, tons of calories in it, too. So, it was, I was gonna probably say, it one of the heavier like ones. Better. <laughs> if, if you want to get, get chunky, drink a ton of buttermilk. Yeah. It's, you should I mean, start with water. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thirsty, start with water. It's, it's weird. I work out for an hour a day and I drink a gallon of buttermilk. I've gained 30 pounds. <laughs> I cannot figure it out. What we should is talk going about holier on? things. Let's move on. <laughs> talk about holy things. That dad a, stories was, with Lucas. Yeah. Lucas, <laughs> do you have a dad story? You are. Yes, by the way, those of you that haven't been paying attention to what's going on in Lucas's normally dull and excruciatingly boring <laughs> life. <laughs> Is he's he's a a new dad again. He's a yes. third time dad to Gideon D Wade Lunsford. Yes, 
if if you drop the podcast on time, it'll drop pretty much on exactly when he's six weeks old. So, because oh. he's he's born right around six in the morning. I think five fifty-seven oh. or something. Five fifty-four. Wow. Well, happy month day, Gideon. Yeah, six so, weeks. Six uh, before weeks. you tell the dad story about Gideon, to explain the middle name. Yeah, so Gideon, it's Gideon D. Wade Lunsford, which is my middle name, and that's after m- both of my grandfathers. So my not Dwayne Wade, not Dwayne Wade. No, um, <laughs> I actually my family were not D. Wade fans, but I always thought maybe if I tried really hard, I'd be uh, a decent enough basketball player like him. Uh, it didn't work. Um, it didn't no work. No matter out. what I, no matter I did, what I did, we talked about growth mindset, but I couldn't grow anymore. I'm still five eleven. <laughs> I and I think there are limits. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought about trying out for the Thunder, but uh, yeah, they don't. They don't really <laughs> want an unathletic, unathletic right. short guy who can't shoot, pass, or dribble. It's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, they offer they're me, really. I mean, I, they're they're kind of uh, discriminatory like that. It's a discrimination. It's a talent exactly. discrimination. <laughs> I should have. I could probably clean clean the toilets there if I wanted. So, Maybe so. Uh, anyway, so uh, D Wade, my my one grandfather, his middle name was just it's just D Gerald D Lunsford. Ah, um, so just the letter, and then so he my could other be an grandfather. Author. Yes, uh, my other grandfather, his name was uh, Frederick Paul LeWade Stevens. So LeWade, he went Le-Wade. by Wade. He went okay. by Wade, so we just took the Wade and the D. So it's after it's after me, and then that's after both my grandfathers, which that is super um, cool. Both both passed in the past couple of years, um, and so yeah. both just had a. I mean, I I looked up to both of them as my heroes, and so if he can be be a man like them, I'll be I'll be a real proud dad. So yeah, um, yeah. But just a sweet boy. Um, Very cool. So what's the dad's story? Yes, let's take bets. Poop or no take poop. Take bets. I'll give poop you or no poop. I'm voting poop. I was going to say it's a newborn, so I mean every 15 <laughs> minutes. So, which by the way, exactly. I, both of my girls, the main comment about them, they're just so little and sweet, right? Like they've they've both been just been petite their whole lives. Gideon, yeah. the 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 biggest comment all the time is he's so big, right? Like he he's already <laughs> like he's over 10 pounds. And yeah. he's just growing. He's so long. His toes, like his big feet for a newborn, like he's a little sweet kid. But for a six-week-old, he's quite large. So he's gonna, maybe he'll be the basketball phenom. D Wade, yeah, exactly. Uh, sort of foreshadows. We're hoping for some foreshadowing. So anyway, yeah. So uh, now or tonight, we're sitting in the girls' room. Every night, we go in the girls' room. We pray, uh, and then they get two minutes, and we hang out, and then we uh, Tori sings them a song, and we put the girls in bed, kiss them goodnight, and leave. So we're we're praying, and every night as I'm praying, I try to just pray over the girls. I pray for the Lord to protect them, that they would spiritually, physically, uh, that He would just take care of them, right? And so, um, and and Jubilee had been waking up with bad dreams, and the Lord's been sweet to answer that prayer these past couple nights and has just protected her brain. So as I'm praying this, I just pray like, Lord, please cast out anything evil out of our home. Like in Jesus' name, we just command anything not of you to leave, any of our flesh or of the devil, that it would go. And then right as I say, like, cast this out in Jesus' name, Gideon just like, like lets out this massive poop and like blows it up. And it's like, well, 
I guess that needed to come out. So <laughs> it was just it was the most not of perfect, God, son. It, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was the most perfect timing. Oh my goodness. So oh, he cast man. he cast that out. He so cast it out. It's gone. Well, it's gone. Just an er- a little a little digestive exorcism there for, <laughs> for Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's for free. When I was working at uh, Portland Avenue Baptist Church as the intern, the youth minister Tony Mullican, great guy, he was telling me one time. You know, he he was basically his, one of his jobs is if somebody came to the door that could possibly be dangerous, he was the one that would go greet them. And so right. the secretary like called him in his office. His office was upstairs in the youth room, so he came down, meets this homeless guy at the door. He's like, "Hey, I'm Tony. Like, how can I help you? What can we do for you today?" And the guy just looks him in the eyes and goes. There's a demon in my butthole. <laughs> and Tony's just like, uh, we, have, we have a bathroom you can use. And he just, that's all he would say. There's a demon can- in my butthole. <laughs> a demon, have you? Okay, so maybe this should that's be a- our poll question. Have you ever had a demon <laughs> in your butthole? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we don't get nearly that. enough. We don't get nearly enough audience response to our podcast. Maybe this is the time. Maybe we'll uh, have stories about number one demons. Number one, that's got to be a title. Uh, and number two, <laughs> definitely. Number two, I said in an interview where people they looked me in the eye and said, "Yeah, we've listened to your podcast." So, I don't think I'm getting any more jobs after this one. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. We've already kind of laid it all out there. No one has any with, with all of the pretense of propriety and, you know, sophistication and whatever else or you know sort of pi- piousness pi- yes. piety all of that is blown it's gone yeah we're pretty uncouth so let's we're, move on and let's let's yeah. quote some old dead guys phil how's that sound yes <laughs> I, so i don't know how dead this guy is uh but uh let's see where was this okay hold on so we you had you sent a quote to me well, you sent right. a name to me, and I, I it was just, just sort of an idea, something we could talk about. And I thought this was an excellent uh, thing to talk about. Uh, let's see. Is this – this? I should have left it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you said uh, that a good topic might be forgiveness, and you mentioned a guy's name. His name – can I just read one of his quotes? Yes, before you do, He's, I do want to confirm. He died in 2002, so we're good. I see that. So, he's pretty dead. Not yeah. as dead as some of the others have been. No, no, they're they're a couple hundred years dead. He's just about twenty, twenty one. I mean, twenty one years dead, dead enough. It's dead he's enough. been dead long enough that his death can drink. So, uh, legal. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, though. I have Go no ahead. idea what you just said. Okay. I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, to, and this is my favorite one. And I think I actually, when you sent this to me, I thought, oh, well, I've heard that quote before. And maybe it's just a kind of a common understanding about forgiveness, but I love the way he says it. He says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? 
I, Very good. I think that that's been like a, a huge journey for me lately on forgiveness and what that looks like. And so I think yeah. really um, this episode or by the looking at our time already, probably the next couple episodes, we really want to tackle apology and forgiveness and yeah. I think the big deals with those. Um, and, and just on that, that note of forgiveness, um, I love his other quote here. You will know that forgiveness has begun when you recall those who hurt you and feel the power to wish them well. And yeah. I, 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 I mean, that one's been huge for me as I've walked through a journey of forgiveness and looking back at mm. all the people that either have harmed me or I felt have harmed me and being right. able in my, in my heart to, to truly forgive them, to truly yeah. give that to God. And now to be able to look back and, and those situations, those things, no longer do I look back and I'm just like angry, right? Right. Now this forgiveness has become, where I can look back and, and I'm not angry or bitter. In fact, like I, I feel love for those people. And even my uh, pastor, he he had mentioned, um, he said, you know, if you, as you forgive them, you realize you look back, those people that hurt you, instead of feeling hurt by them or like bitter about it, you feel bad for them that they would be, you know, far from God in a way that they would think it was okay to do that to you. You know, and so you, yeah. you feel this need to pray and love them to bring them to the Father. So, um, all of that, yeah. just I think forgiveness is such a big deal. So, Phil, you mentioned, though, that you really wanted to start, I think, with, with apology and, and how to apologize correctly. And you had yeah, a great yeah, yeah. resource to bring in. Yeah, place. this. so this was actually just uh, one of the Facebook pages I follow that has always has some interesting things. Uh, I thought this was so good. And I, I think a, a counselor, psychologist friend of mine posted this or something like it recently as well. But it's the proper way to apologize. Um, mm. And and don't let me forget to say one more thing I heard about forgiveness this last week. Okay? Don't let me forget. Okay? I will. So, <clears throat> yeah, you will. I'll say uh, <laughs> maybe next week. But uh, so... Don't say, I'm sorry this offended you. Instead, say, I'm sorry I was offensive. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, taking responsibility. But this, this is a subtle thing. And I, as I read through these, I thought, I, I kind of do some of these wrong sometimes. Don't say, I didn't mean to hurt you. Instead, say, I didn't mean to hurt you, but intent means nothing because the damage is already done. Hmm. I think I think we can I think you know the person if we're talking about forgiving we can't think that way. We can't say, well, I don't care if you you know what I'm saying? But if we're the ones asking forgiveness, if we're the ones who have offended someone, we have to stop excusing, well, I didn't mean to. Yeah. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Well, and that's I mean with with your kids, right? Or with at least with mine like it's well, it was an accident and it's like that's that's good i'm glad it was an accident right i'm glad you yeah. didn't purposefully hit your sister right, right. but <laughs> you still need to apologize right like even if you didn't mean to and that was a big right. part of our of my wife and i's marriage like when we first got married and, and walking through communication and things was me learning that right like even though i didn't mean to hurt your feelings and i didn't come into this to say anything negative you and again, like, 
the shift in language because I would have said, you just took it wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm terrible at this, Lucas. I'm terrible at that. I tell my Um, wife all the time, I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Uh, I got to figure out a better way to say things so that it it doesn't sting when I say it to her. It doesn't hurt her. I got to take better responsibility. Yes. And, and I think, like, on this, um, the, the, the scripture that comes to mind, I just found it, is it's Romans 12, 17, and 18. It says, Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And so I yeah. think just, like, scriptural context for this as far as apologizing or making amends would be to come in and, and you're not just saying, like, you did this to me, so that's my excuse for why I did this. You're simply looking right. at what you did wrong and apologizing for it. Like, and I think that yeah. like what you're just saying, like the proper way of not, I'm sorry that that offends you. It's, I'm sorry that I was offensive. Like, that's a big deal. Right. And it's taking ownership of your own actions. And, and that's the hardest part of apologizing. Because, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. You, you can keep going. But I was just going to say that I, for me, like, I think when I go apologize, I want them to be like, well, no, but me too, right? Like, I was wrong yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. and I shouldn't have done this. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're almost sometimes just setting them up, saying, well, I'll say I'm sorry so they can say they're sorry, and then we'll just, we'll be even, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I, I, I want I want to be the, uh, like, I'm really sorry about the speck in my eye, it's just so they'll be like, <laughs> oh, but I had a log in mine, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, especially in marriage, I think we find ourselves being, hey, what about you? Aren't you sorry too? And they're like, "Uh, what? I don't know. You know, it doesn't always work that way. (laughs) That's what the verse says, right? Like, you should get the log out of your neighbor's eye and make sure you get the speck out of yours too. So, Yeah, that's uh, not it. It's the other way. (laughs) So, And and really, the speck and the log thing, I think the the lesson there and the hard thing about these, and they all kind of go in in a similar way. Uh, vain, but it is the bigger responsibility is whatever your part of the responsibility is. That's what you need to focus on. We can mm-hmm. only focus on what we did wrong. Uh, it, we're called, we're told not to judge somebody else. So we shouldn't mm-hmm. be demanding an apology, uh, from them. We should be, you know, Ah, it's, it's pretty tough. I'm not saying we shouldn't have boundaries, but anyway, so that's not an apology. Uh, that's, that may be something else. Um, uh, maybe there's a, I, I'm sure there's a place to talk about, you know, what, how, what you did affected me, but, uh, the, the well, apology it, is not real when it's, when it's focused on that. So the don't say, this is the next one. Don't say it was just a joke. Instead, say mm-hmm. some things should not be joked about. I mean, if you realize your joke hurts somebody, I like that. You know what? I yeah. shouldn't have joked about that. Some things we shouldn't joke about. Don't say I yeah. wouldn't try to hurt anyone like that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was like in that. It's, it's once again, it's it's taking taking responsibility for your action. So it's not just like, well, I was just joking around. It's saying like, oh, you're. You're right. I shouldn't have joked about that. I just think, again, like all of these, the pattern I've seen so far is like taking ownership of your action, not trying to slough it off. Yeah. But go on. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. No, the, and so there's a couple here that are kind of like uh, for social media. Don't say I'll remove the joke if it bothers you so much. Again, 
You know, there's just kind of that passive aggressive thing. Well, if you're so sensitive, uh, right, right. instead say, yes, I said this and it was wrong. And now I know not to say things like that again. Yeah. I mean, if you're sincerely going to apologize, much better way to do it. And then the, the right, right. final one is, uh, well, well, other people weren't bothered by it. Uh, this, I think this is called gaslighting. You know the term? Did we talk about <laughs> gaslighting before? So gaslighting yes, yes, is where you try did. to negate someone else's feelings. And that's yeah, what you, these these things are when you sort of these false apologies. Like no yeah, one else is bothered by it. Yeah, you're trying to trick them into thinking that they're wrong almost, right? Like yeah, that their feelings aren't valid. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So instead, on this final one, say, uh, well, some people weren't bothered by it. I guess it's okay to point that out. But others were, and their concerns are just as valid and worthy of consideration. Well, that's very, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, it's good. It's being, it's being honest. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and, and I think in all these, obviously, you're not, you're not just uh, copy and paste, like control C, control V, right? Like you've yeah. got to, <laughs> you've got to reword these. If I were to, in an apology, like we, we've used marriage as an example a lot, but like say something like this to my wife in that exact way, <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't go too well, right? Well, like, that wouldn't go too far. <laughs> and, I, you know, but I do Wait, think it is, like, it, it's uh, yeah. the, it's an empathetic mindset. You know, you are exactly. You're, you're coming in with a with a mindset to see from their point of view, and I think yes. that's always a healthy thing. That's we've talked about that a ton on our podcast of of that we should be thinking of others, be considerate to others. Like that that has to be a way of life, and, and I think that's something too. Like that's a, a mode of prayer um, to get into that mindset and, and to yeah. really practice and, and try for it because. When you're not considerate, you don't realize you're not considerate. <laughs> no, you're not. No, my dad used to always say to me, and this is, you know, back from, I hear my dad echoing, saying to teenage Phil, son, you're just inconsiderate. Mm, and mm -hmm. I thought, well, what, that's, he's accusing me of doing something on purpose. I finally had to realize, no. He's accusing me of not doing something on purpose. What I should be doing on purpose is considering others. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, incon being inconsiderate is a, pa a sin of passivity. You know, it's a mm -hmm. fault of, of omission. It's just choosing. You know, if we're passive, if we're in neutral, we're selfish, mm. you know. It it is just it's like that like our our standard set with well, the mode we're gonna fall to is selfishness and and yeah, selfishness is flesh. like it's one of the hardest things to see in yourself but the easiest to see in someone else. It's so easy to <laughs> yeah, accuse <it> <laughs> everyone else. But yep. you know we love to quote old dead theologians and one of my favorites and Michael Jackson. I am yep. looking at the man in the mirror and asking him to make a change. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm starting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and <laughs> so you know, I, I thought about you this weekend when uh, the pastor at my son's church in Denton, Texas, preached the gospel according to Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> and he took a lot of. So, in, in fact, one of the lyrics that you quoted to me as was that you use as one of your scriptures because you worship Taylor Swift. Uh, he <laughs> one of those lyrics uh, was in his sermon. Something about me, I'm the problem. Whatever, yeah, look yeah, at yeah. me, it's me. It's me, I'm the problem. So it's yeah. funny. Because her album before that, and if there's real Swifties listening, they may correct me on this. It may have been a different album. But she has a song that says, uh, look what you made me do, look what you made me do. And then this one, this next one is, it's me, yeah. hi, I'm the problem, it's me. So that was like, She's growing. I just sent, that, I sent that out to my men's group. Yeah, and I was like, me? Yeah. Before this? Me now. <laughs> right? Like, blame everyone else? Uh, no, actually, I'm the problem. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> and this, yeah, and so right in, this is right in with our subject matter in that, you know, the best way, the most constructive way to live life in relationships to apologize and to the most constructive way to live when we've been wronged, whether mm. we're the ones that's wronged somebody or whether we've been wronged, is to consider that other person. And you, you brought up something shifting back to forgiveness here is that, <clears throat> You know, when we're the one who's been wronged, if we can, and I think you may have mentioned this a little bit, but if we can think about, you know, what was it in that person's life that postured them to mm -hmm. wound me or, or not consider me? Or what was it that, you know, gave them, you know, hurt people, hurt people? What's, yeah, what are their, sure. what kind of hurts have they gone through? <laughs> <laughs> and if they had known what, uh, you know. Sorry. No, yeah, no. I, what are you giggling I, I about? It? I'm being very serious. I know. It's the I'm phrase hurt people. And you're giggling. It, it's the phrase <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And I, I think it's from a sitcom where it's like if you just like hurt people, period, hurt people, period. It was like hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> so I did just. But it's absolutely true. And I do think empathy, looking at like what did they. What yes. are they feeling? What happened to them? And that doesn't excuse the behavior, right? You don't get to just say, well, you know, my dad didn't do this for me as a kid, so now I can do whatever I want. Or like, this oh, yeah, happened. Yeah. That, that doesn't excuse the behavior. No. That doesn't make it okay. But maybe it gives a reason that allows for understanding, that allows for forgiveness. Well, um, and it... And it precludes judgment because we all, exactly. you know, I, 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 I mentioned this before and I've thought about it several times. I think I even, I wrote a post about it on my Facebook page this last week or so. Um, but we, you know, uh, Jordan B. Peterson, we talked about in the last podcast, he's, he, he pointed out that, uh, behavioral psychologists have found that if you don't correct antisocial behavior before the age of four years, you can't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. correct it mm -hmm. uh, by, you know, by psychology. Now, we know that, that God can do anything, and we've seen grace do incredible work in people's mm -hmm. lives. Uh, but uh, we're, there is a whole period of our life that we call the formative years of our lives. And, Lucas, mm -hmm. you and I basically have no control over what happens to us during that period. You know, I mean, it's and we're it's all in that about, boat. We need to remember that's that guy that cut me off in traffic, or that flipped me off, or uh, that you know, my wife, or your uh, one of these days, your teenage kids are going to say things to you. <laughs> 
you know, and you're going to have to think, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. My kids <sighs> you know, are perfect. Of course they are. Just like mine. Thank you. Perfect little <laughs> angels. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we have to remember there's, uh, there is a lot that we don't know. There's a lot under the surface. We can't judge just on what we see, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I definitely want to take some more time on forgiveness. We're about out of time on this episode, but just just kind of if, if you've been listening to this and you know that there's people that, that you think about and it just makes you bitter, like all, you get angry yeah. just thinking about them. like Or you just have you, a hard time wishing them well. Exactly. You know, you, you would, if you're going to pray for them, it's that country song of you wish, you know, I pray that a flower pot falls on your head and you get caught in trap, <laughs> like all those things. I think like, you, but but on a real note, like you have to look and realize that that's unforgiveness, right? If yeah. you can't think about them or wish them well um, yeah. without being angry, like that's unforgiveness. And so, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about what forgiveness is and isn't in the next episode. I think that's going to be a really great path for us. But ultimately, like the, the deal to me for you is forgiveness ultimately is giving that person in that situation to God. It's not... Yeah you getting justice or you even getting an right. apology it's it's saying all right you have harmed the lord more than you ever harmed me and ultimately the only way justice is going to come is through the lord and and so i give you to god you know and and yeah. let him let him handle it and yeah. and let him forgive them or let him give them ultimate justice like that's that's what it is so give give them to the lord and let your heart be healed uh let let that prisoner be set free and that prisoner will be you Yes, very, very true. So uh, it's time for my minute of culture. And I was going to say, speaking of, speaking of unforgiveness, Phil, don't you have some, uh, I have, some curmudgeonry uh, well, to talk about? You know what? It's not really curmudgeonry. It's just I, I just wanted to point something out that I saw, again, on Facebook, on the Facebook. The fecal book. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> It's kind of a theme to Lucas's <laughs> thoughts today. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's what I've. Okay, that's all I ever call that thing. <laughs> so this could be completely fake, but it was a Twitter, a Twitter uh, survey, Twitter survey, and <clears throat> first of all, you're a math teacher. You you would you'll know this is funny <clears throat> and the question in the survey was should the schools in the usa be forced to teach arabic numerals as a part of their curriculum <laughs> and 71 percent of americans said said no we should not be forced to teach arabic numerals as a part of our curriculum only 29 percent understood that our numerals are Arabic numerals. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, man, there's just something to contemplate. That's the, you know, that's the people that you're trusting <laughs> with your, <laughs> I don't know. Would you, would you go to the, I'm surely the doctors, you know, I, I don't know, but people I are just, doing I, stuff for you and you're trusting them and they don't know that our numbers are Arabic. Here's, here's where I'm at, Phil. You, you're on Twitter, right? You, that means you're on your phone already. You yeah. see a survey, you think, oh, I'm going to participate in this. Wouldn't you take five seconds to Google it? Right? Like, <laughs> right, you have, exactly. 
<laughs> all the information that mankind no, has they wouldn't. at because your they fingertips. see they, they see Arabic and they think USA USA. You know, they just don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sort of pigeonholing that saying that's seventy one percent. That's not okay. just rednecks. Seven, there's seventy one percent. That's young people. That's, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, so. I don't know. A little I, scary. I, By the way, folks, public service announcement. The numbers that you learned as a kid are Arabic numerals. The numbers that they tell you how much your Starbucks coffee cost. Arabic <laughs> numerals. If you want well, to switch to the Venti. Roman system. Venti is not Arabic. <laughs> But the most American number system is Roman numerals because that's how we label our Super Bowls. So that's true. We have we don't have our own numbers. We don't. There are no American numerals. Yeah, anyway, that was really. I'm sure that hey, was. Phil. Uh, that was. Phil, the only, yeah. Hello. The, on, the only American numeral is number one, baby. USA. Yeah, baby. Number <laughs> anyway. one. USA, we love y'all. USA, We're glad you chose USA. to listen. It gives us something yeah. to do and an excuse to talk yeah. to each other every now and again. So, Lucas, I have a question for you. I have a question for yes. you. If if someone listening to the podcast <laughs> had a question, had a comment, wanted to send a message to the podcasters, that would be you and I, you and me, us. where would they send that, Lucas? Secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com or where, Phil? Secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. You can also you can also DM us over on Instagram or Facebook. We get back to those within one calendar year. We would love to hear from you <laughs> because I don't know, you, Lucas. I, because after a while, you're going to get lost, and I don't know if someone, if anyone has messaged us on those DMs, please send us an email and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> we get to those within three calendar years. Thank you. We love you. Phil, do you have any more messages for them? Love and pancakes. You guys say it best. Love and pancakes. We'll see you all in two weeks. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.